Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday night live stream time of prayer together. It's good to be with you this week. I know that we've been through some tedious weeks the last few weeks with all the things going on in our country and a lot of things to pray about. I know if you join me tonight in this time of prayer, we're going to be praying about specific things. We're first of all going to rejoice in the Lord and who he is. We're going to read a specific Psalms that I really enjoy. It's one of my favorite ones. And then we're going to also pray for our country at the very end of this time because our country needs prayer. We need to see revival come to our land. We need to see an awakening across our land that people come back to God in his word and live by his teachings or that there might be peace upon the land. I'm going to go ahead and tell you a few announcements again. Sunday service has been great to have some of you back on campus. Again, we're open again to come back on campus. We're trying to do what we can to make it as safe as possible. As you come into the sanctuary on Sunday mornings, there are specific places marked off that we were able to clean and be able to come back into every Sunday that you can sit at and be able to worship and feel secure about that. At the end of the service, we also make everybody pause to let you be able to exit out of the service you need to because of the coronavirus. We also need to pray about that also because we know that since we're back out moving among each other, there might be a, a little bit of spike in that, and we need to continue to pray for the families affected by the virus as well. We have a lot of people having surgery lately, and a lot of people need to be prayed for. And if you're at home and you've been alone for a while, you're not forgotten. We love you, and I'm glad that we're able to minister to you as a church. If you need us in any way, please call the church office, and we'll be love to take time and minister to you, and we'd love to minister to you. So please, don't feel shy. Call us. Let us minister to you as a church body. Tonight, I want to begin before we pray for our country and pray for just different things that God lays upon our hearts. I want to begin with Psalms 19. Now, our men's group that we have, we held each other accountable. We'll read some Proverbs together. We'll read Psalms together. And we've been reading this particular one today. And it's one of my favorite ones. And after I got to reading this one, I thought, man, this would be really good to bring our minds back to who God is and rejoice in him for a moment about he is over all things. He's not left us nor forsaken us. He is the living God. He watches over us. And he declares his presence Every single day of our life. He declares it by multiple things, but we're going to look at that tonight together. In Psalms 19, uh, the, the psalmist here is David, and he's actually beginning to remind us who God is and also God's perfect commands and law that he's given us in the Bible that helps us live life. And then he comes back and he reminds us that all believers should desire to know God more and we should always desire to live a righteous life before God. So let's read this together. Verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above claims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor are there words whose voice is not heard. The voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. Now, just for a moment here, I want you to see the picture of what David is doing for us. He says, every single day, we have a picture of God by just the creation around us. By looking at the trees and the mountains and the flowers and, and all the things that's developed and made for us to see and to cherish. These are quiet signs of God shouting to you and I I am alive. And think about it. Every single day when we're in East Tennessee, we get to look at those beautiful mountains and say, wow, who formed those? And the words that comes back to us, God forms those mountains. He's the creator of all things, the sustainer of life. He, he, helps, he helps us 
Everything we do in life, he, he gives us life and breath. and He gives us water from above that rains down upon us. And he gives us the sunshine that comes up in the east and sets in the west. And he lets us know that he's there. Not a word has to be spoken. God still works on our behalf each and every day. And he shouts to us by his creation, he's alive. The psalmist goes on and actually tells us of one particular sign that we see every day. One particular thing that God created that shines on us every day and sets every evening. He says in verse 4, In them he set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom, leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. In other translations, it's like an athlete running this race with, with anticipation and, and, and excitement. Here's what it says. It's rising is from the ends of the heavens. And it's circuit to the end of them, and there's nothing hidden from its heat. And so the example that David gives is the example of the sun to show God's creation. It comes up in the east, and it sets in the west, and everybody in the world will see the sun. And sometime during the day, or maybe if there's clouds, maybe not that day, but the sun will rise, and the sun will set on everybody every single day of their life. And the sun is a testimony that there's a creator God who loves you and loves me, and he's shouting to us that I am here. Think about it. People get up early in the morning time, and they get on their front porches or they go drive to some lookout somewhere to see the sun rise in the east. They say, oh, what a beautiful sunrise. And at the beach, very often I like this, I like to see the sun set at the beach. And you'll spend hours on the beach, but you're waiting. Wait a minute, we can't go back into our hotel room. We can't go back into our condo because we want to see that sunset. Maybe witness a beautiful sunset over that water today and see that how it shines and those deep reds and sometimes those purples and just a glow that you just want to cherish for a moment. But if you really stop to think about it, when you're watching that sunset, is God shouting to us, I am here. I'm here. Not a word spoken, but all the words in the universe to let us know God is real. It's being shouted at us by the, what we see when the sun rises and the sun sets. In verse 7, we find that there's a shift now from the psalmist saying, we should understand God by his creation. Now, let us rejoice in God's word that he gives to us. And as you know, here at Everett Hills Baptist Church, we believe that this is the infallible word of God. Every word that is written here, we believe to be true, and it helps guides us and directs us in life. And so the psalmist feels the same way. In verse 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. It's amazing that these two verses are kind of parallel verses. It's kind of like repeating itself. The same thought both times. When I find that when someone in the Bible does that, they're trying to emphasize this. And it's kind of the Lord wants us to understand this and know this. And so if you look at verse 7 and 8, it starts out with this idea of the law of the Lord is perfect, 
reviving the soul. In verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. That we should be enamored by the Lord. When we see the sun rise, the sun set, and we read his word, our hearts should be full of joy and happiness because we have God speaking to us through his creation and through his word. And it helps us just come alive and rejoice. And then the end of those, there's a tag. It says, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And I'm also reading from the, uh, basically the English Standard Version tonight. And so in the end of that, he says, now the, the Bible or God's word helps us rejoice, but also gives us clear direction for life. And then he goes on. He says, now, because the Lord gives us creation, tells us about himself, God gives us his word to tell us about himself that should make us rejoice, then we should desire this. Verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and dripping of the honeycomb. I don't need to leave out verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Then, then verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and dripping of the honeycomb. And he said, listen, God speaks to us by his creation. God speaks to us by his word. And we should relish and cherish all those things because we're hearing from the creator God who made you and formed you in your mother's womb. It's more valuable than any treasure you can find on earth. You know, I watched the show Curse of Oak Island. I'm just, I like those shows where they're digging for treasures and trying to find and figure out who put treasures, where they put them and why. And if there's any traps or tunnels that goes different directions. I watch a lot of those like that. And they're searching and searching and spending millions of dollars trying to find these earth treasures. And we have the greatest treasure right here. And every day we should be looking into it and mining it and finding out its truths in order for us to be... Uh, life giving to us and give us life. Then in verse 11, moreover by them is your servants warned in keeping them there is great reward. Talking about keeping the commandments of God, it's great reward for us, just like a treasure. Then verse 12, who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumption sins. Let them not have dominion over me. And so you see the transition here. It goes from the creation tells us that God's real. He speaks to us. His word speaks to us and gives us life and lets us rejoice. We should search for it more than we search for earthly treasure. Like it's, We should search for it like gold and desire it. And when we desire it, it helps us understand that we don't want to live sinful lives. We want to live a life of righteousness and truth that we make, may make a difference to the world around us. And then in the end of that whole idea of this whole presumption, sin, don't let dominion over me, the end of verse 13 says, then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgressions. I can live a righteous life. And then I love these words. It's a request that should be a request of all of us and a prayer every day from our hearts. It says these words, verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's amazing if you just stopped and look at the sunrise in the morning time and watch it set in the evening time and look at the mountains and listen to the rain and watch the streams as they roll down from the mountains to help water our fields and give us life. 
We say, wow, there's a God. And then we pick up God's word and begin to read and, well, and see how he gives us instructions and clarity of life. And we find that life-giving and our heart begins to rejoice. And we begin to dive into it more and look at God's creation more. And look at all the things he's told us in his word. And our hearts begin to go, wow, Lord, give us more, give us more, give us more. Then our heart's desire changes and also to say, Lord, please let me live according to your will. Let me live a righteous life before you in order that my life can point other people to the joy I've found in you. There's great joy in the Lord, brothers and sisters. When life is hard, when there's things going on in your life, when depression strikes, when loneliness hits, when lustful thoughts take over, we can flee from all those things back into the arms of our Lord, rejoicing in the one who created all things, knowing that he is big enough to guide us in these things that we find troubling, and he can give us peace, and he can give us joy. So that verse 14 comes alive to us again. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so I hope this gives us encouragement tonight. As we pray for our nation, let's remember God is still in control. God is still on his throne. He is not shaken by all that's going on. He sees it all and he sees all eternity in the tapestry that we live in. And we get to pray to him tonight for help. And the Bible says some men trust in horses and some men trust in chariots. But we will trust in the name of our Lord. So I ask you now to join me in a time of prayer. And we're going to be praying for our nation and we're going to be delighting in God and just thanking him for being the creator God of the universe and talking to us through his word and through the things that we see every day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you tonight to be with our nation. Our nation is in turmoil. I ask you, dear Lord, to see a revival and awakening occur in our nation. Only through that will hearts be changed and only through that peace will be given not only just by you as well, but the hearts of the people will line up if there's a revival that pulls our hearts towards you, not to choose their own sinful desires and drive their, their ideas and ideology away from your kingdom, away from what you want. But Father, let us be able to come together by your truth and live by your standard, which is the word of God. Father, we need it. We're, we're, we're coming before you, pleading to you, Lord, be gracious to us here. Father, there's people moving right now to silence the church and close down the doors of the church. And there's people advocating for that right now. Father, we are in tumultuous times. And Father, if other people are listening to this broadcast tonight, we need to get down on our knees every night and say, Lord, keep your church alive here in America. Let your church be bold and do not let the things from the government be able to start dictating a shutdown of your churches. Father, help us be strong. Help us be courageous. Father, we need revival. Father, thank you that you are alive, that you are living, that no matter what happens here on earth, we can look out at the mountains and the sun knowing that you are still there and you are not left us nor forsaken us. We can dive into your word and find hope when all other hope is lost by looking at the media and other things that we read about every single day. Father, there is still hope because there is hope in you. Father, help us again in all that we do and all that we say. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Hope to see you some see you some of you this Sunday. If I can't see you here on campus, I'm just still delighted that we can be able to minister to you by live stream. Again, it starts at 10:45 instead of 11 o'clock or, or 10:20. It starts at 10:45. So remember that 10:45 live stream on Sunday mornings, and also we're 
also having our Sunday school classes for those who want to come on campus and still live streaming some of those, broadcasting those to you from our classrooms and also having a teleconference as well. I love you. God bless you. Go in peace.